Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my sorely missed co-host, Mozzie. How you doing? Oh, man. It feels so good to be back. It was weird doing a solo episode. It felt like the uh, episode of SpongeBob where he and Mr. Krabs are, like, singing to each other like, about the, like, the grill or whatever it was. Yeah, the uh, this this grill's not a home or something yeah, like cause, that. Cause yeah, he's, he's, he's uh, fry cooking for Plankton, and they're, like, both, like, in their beds, like, in their thought bubbles singing to each other. Right, and they're reaching across the starry <laughs> sky of bikini bottom underwater. It makes sense. Um, a oh man! Not a home. <laughs> Without you. Without you. <laughs> but SpongeBob, me boy. <laughs> but anyway, so this week we do have um, a nice spread of games thanks to the Masters. So thank you, Golf, for uh, helping us out for once. Um, nah, plenty of people want golf. It's just not my thing. Um, so I think we've got like five uh, 1 p.m. games and then six of the 4 p.m. games, right? Or something like that? Yeah, there are six 4 p.m. games this week. Ooh. So that's going to be a lot right. of fun. One, for viewing purposes, and two, just for like the fantasy purpose of, you know, you, like throughout the day, you're going to have to actually check on your roster, see, okay, am I ahead or behind of this guy? Do I need to switch something around? Like, you can kind of make your picks as the day goes on, and same with same with DFS. Late late swap's going to be important, so late I think swap. it's fun. A lot of injuries will come up, kind of at the last moment. That's kind of why we like recording at the end of the week because we get so much more in, injury information on teams. Um, yeah, that you don't really get if you record earlier, like we often do on like Tuesday or Wednesday versus Saturday. Yeah, we've got the Friday practice reports now, which is always super helpful because we're doing this uh, Saturday morning. So mm-hmm. um, going into it, we've got Houston at Cleveland, and we uh, have some kind of running back info. It looks like no David Johnson, and we're going to get Chubb back, it appears. So that definitely impacts the fantasy landscape. How are you, how are you feeling on this game? Um, I was initially kind of leaning Houston like earlier in the season, and then coming back and like looking at the game, we got the guard Wyatt Teller back. What? What? <laughs> and uh, the return of a certain outstanding running back that we all know and love. Chubba Lubba Dub Dub. Nick Chubb will be back uh, with Wyatt Teller at guard, meaning their run blocking is going to be back on point, and their run efficiency with Chubb will be back on point against a team that cannot stop the run. Uh, so yeah. I, I, uh, I'm officially here taking Cleveland. I think you are as well. Yeah, I, um, I, like I said, earlier in the week I was a little torn, but as we got more and more news, you know, like Cleveland's alliance full of strength, I believe. So that's super helpful. And then, yeah, I don't think they're going to bring Chubb back if he's not all good so i assume he is all good or you know pretty close to all good and he's definitely playable this week like i think he'll resume being the touch leader in the backfield yeah Um, you'd have to be a pretty stupid organization to like risk your franchise running back mm -hmm. by bringing him back a week early yeah good thing cleveland doesn't do stupid organizational moves oh god No, but, uh, I think he's good to go. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's gotten full practices in, but uh, I'm taking a look. But he like he got practices in without his uh, knee brace on, so that's always good. Go. Oh yeah, because where where he's been on IR and they don't have to like activate him at a certain point, whatever. Like they don't have to like give full practice reports on him. So like whether he was full or limited isn't like fully disclosed. But I assume 
like he's fine. It's just roster shenanigans. But um, on the other yeah. side, like I said, no David Johnson. We have Duke Johnson as the uh, main guy. We think um, they're going to be without uh, Houston's going to be without their left guard, Senio Calamity. So it's going to hurt their, uh, I mean, protection and run game a little bit whenever you're missing a starting lineman. So sure, I do think Duke Johnson is still streamable because I mean, while also being you know like the main running back there, he's a we all know he's a great pass catcher. So. I think he's kind of game script proof, which is always really nice for a running back. He should get a ton of volume. Um, I don't know if I necessarily love him this week. Like if I if I'm starting Duke Johnson, it's because I maybe I had David Johnson, but I have nothing else to turn to. Yeah, like you're looking at him versus guys like Geo or like Wayne Gallman or one of the Washington guys or like trying to get other running backs like Mike Davis maybe although I'd probably go Mike Davis just for oh definitely yeah but yeah they're like like in a PPR like if you're like like dude shots or JD McKissick that's kind of a tough call I think but they're all kind of like something like that's a tough call yeah I think it depends on league format somewhat but because he'll get the rushing attempts but um as far as the rest of Houston goes um I'm into Watson just because you you can throw on Cleveland I guess by proxy I'm into some of his receivers it's kind of just a matter of like yeah it's, it's hard to tell who's gonna do better like each week with Houston <laughs> just yeah there's not because they're both as they I mean they <clears throat> their route tree is fairly similar I think yeah it's just, like the, the four yeah. birds team yeah Brandon Brandon Cooks has like a little <clears throat> bit like wider of a route tree than Fuller does but Fuller is like better at the one thing <laughs> right so but then sometimes they'll use Cooks for the same thing they use Fuller for yeah um so yeah, matchup wise, that's kind of hard to judge. I think you just kind of whichever one you drafted, you start you know, for the best. <laughs> yeah. If you drafted both, then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably been a tough year for you then, but I mean, like, <laughs> lately, lately they've been fine. But uh, anyway, yeah. so uh, on the Cleveland side, they're, they're pass catchers. I think. I, I mean, I'm into Jarvis Landry this week, um, just because I. I what, what's their implied total? Let me look at the spread, but he. It's pretty much the only like viable receiver they have. And Houston, as bad as the run D also is, also has a really bad pass defense. And um, I think the weather's expected to be kind of meh. So like, if that's the case, I don't think there'll be tons of deep shots, which is not really Cleveland's game anyway. But we all know Jarvis is you know good as an intermediate target. So as far if like if weather becomes a factor, he'll still kind of be fine. I think so. Mm. Say how's uh, isn't Austin Hooper back? He is though. That is kind of like a myth for me on that. But let's see. We'll see. I'm playing against him in one league, and this isn't exactly an analytic take. But in that particular league, whoever I play against puts up like the most points <laughs> to have the, the entire the year. It's like last week I played someone who barely averaged over a hundred, and they scored one fifty on me. I was uh, really upset. <laughs> yeah, dude, so I- there. In all likelihood, Austin Hooper's going to pull Yeah, like, I, I think you'll be safe this time just because of how bad Houston's secondary has been. That, like, he can just go after yeah. Higgins. Like, Hargraves has been awful. Like, he's been really, really bad. <coughs> oh, so, God, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think they're going to, like, need to... Like, I don't think struggle target's going to be a necessity. <laughs> See, the only thing that is in favor of the tight end is the fact that the Texans do still have J.J. Watt for the moment, and mm-hmm. he is still playing very well and giving a little bit of pass rush there. He's putting some pressure on Baker solo styles, which he can do. Mm-hmm. 
then uh, you might see some more dump offs to the tight end and short passes. But I would think Landry will benefit too. Yeah, I mean, like Cleveland's ideal game script, like we all know, is not many passes. So, right, and, Baker uh, only has to throw twenty four times or less. A lot of running, a lot of good physical football. Yeah, like it. Cleveland wants to get the running backs going as always. But uh, next up, we've got Washington at Detroit. We both have Detroit right now. Um, the game yeah. is pretty gross. It's two cursed organizations against each other. Um, yeah. I I think, so I guess we'll start on the Washington side. I I think the running backs will overall do well, but I don't know which one will do better. Um, Gibson is in, it looks like. Um, okay. Because um, he, I think he left last game, and that was part of why JD McKissick got a ton of targets. But also, we know Alex Smith will be captain dump off anyway. So, oh God, yeah. So like he, like JD McKissick got like a billion targets last game. Let me check how how many it was exactly, but I think it was, <coughs> I think it like eight catches or something. Yikes! So yeah, so he got fourteen targets last week. Oh my God! So like, even if. Gibson is active. I think we'll also get a lot of targets. Why did we lose? And you just like look, and JD McKissick is getting 14 targets. Yeah, like because I was looking uh, at Alex Smith's uh, like play play by play because he came in against the Rams too, and instantly like a bunch of JD McKissick dump offs. So like in like let's see, in pretty much a half, he targeted McKissick like five times. In the Rams game, and then this last weekend, you know, three quarters of time, he got 14 targets. So, um, you know, I would honestly, I, that sounds like it's going to continue. Yeah, like PP, like PPR leagues, McKissick is like a really good play. I think. I also think that's where the Lions are weaker in their run game. They're just bad at tackling pa- the pass catching running back. Yeah, McKissick also played for the Lions. I'm pretty sure. He probably did. <laughs> Bounced around from Seattle to the Detroit, and now he's in Washington. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm checking. I, I I did the run matchup stuff this week. I'm checking on uh, how everyone kind of lines up. Cause sure. As we as we would assume, Cleveland has an absurdly good run matchup. That, that kind of goes without saying. Right. Um, let's see. Washington's <laughs> is okay. They've been like doing decently. They're like looking at their first two levels here. They've got like a pretty solid matchup against the Lions run D, just because the, the Lions run D has been so bad, and Washington's been like okay, like at run blocking. So okay, but and then that, that's like I said, run blocking. It doesn't really take into account Jaden McKissick being the pass catcher. Um, let's see, pressure wise, I mean, yeah, Detroit doesn't bring a ton of pressure either, but no, not not a whole lot. <laughs> So, I don't even know who they've got coming off the edge yeah. now. Like Gibson might also be okay too, but I think McKissick's the safe PPR bet. Um, and of course, Terry McLaurin should be good. Um, we saw one of the big things I noted from last week was that Alex Smith was able to hit him on a deep ball, and like just the fact that he was able to, like, yeah. <laughs> matters. So yeah, Terry McLaurin's really good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you should torch. Uh, True Font and Okuda, so yeah, Okuda is not even in the starting the like the starter right now. Unless they, that's technically a slot corner position. That's oh, yeah, True Font Coleman. Which yeah, is... I think Coleman's been kind of slot. Like, is, <clears throat> is True Font starting or is he not? Like, I don't know, like what the Lions' corner rotation has been because I think it's it has been 
just that a rotation. <laughs> yeah, I, he's officially the starter here, but they yeah, he's been rough. So. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but line side. So one of the injuries like is Hawks Hawkinson's questionable right now. I think leaning towards in. Um, Kenny's out as we, but as we have seen, like he was predicted to be out for a couple weeks anyway. Um, yeah, he's got a hip thing going on. The Hawkinson, though, that was a sort of a surprise. That came up, I think, uh, I don't know, Thursday maybe. Yeah, a like toe. The of the week. His toe. His toe. Yeah, got, on Thursday he got listed with a toe. He didn't practice on Thursday. Yeah. Um, if he, I think if he is in, he's probably fine. But if he's out, I do think that Jesse James, the backup, makes a good stream. Yeah, most likely. Because yeah. Washington has been pretty susceptible against the tight end. Like as like we pointed out like a little earlier in the year, and, it's, and it, I looked at it, it's all true. Like Washington does struggle against like tight ends. Yeah, and, I mean their uh, their safeties aren't great, and their corners have been playing pretty well, which usually kind of lends itself to tight end. That and their pass rush. Yeah, is the pass super rush is part of it too. Pass sure. rush super good, so mm-hmm. they're getting pressure on them. You need the quick dump off, but you know you're not going outside because they got good corners. So, mm-hmm. and then yeah, Landon Collins is on IR. It's Cameron Curl. It's strong safety. That's my favorite type of workout, actually. The Cameron Curl. <laughs> no. The Cameron Curl. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do also like Swift a lot. Actually, um, part of it is I the kind of pass rush aspect of it because he's definitely their pass catching back, or at least he, he seems to be, and he's clearly their most competent pass catching back. Um, he should be. Yeah, he's been getting more work. Um, I think that they could also have a good game script, too. Like, there's a scenario where it's a good game script. He gets some rushes against, you know, not like a great Washington run D. Because, like, they've got that strong front, but the it's a pass-rushing-based front, not necessarily a, like, run D front. So, hmm. I guess I want to find out what the injury is to Hawkinson. Like, if he plays and they're like, oh, yeah, he had a, you know, an ingrown toenail... I'm I'm pretty like all right he'll be fine but if it's like uh he might have turf toe yeah because like if, if it's possibly turf toe that's you know ugh. yeah that's that's major bads dude uh-huh. but yeah overall though like this game if you can't avoid it I would <laughs> I think I'm gonna avoid it at all costs it's one it's one of the <laughs> it's I think it's like the third lowest over under on the week yeah <clears throat> I do I kind think. of want like. Matt Patricia isn't like going for a tank, you know. So like the he more he loses, he like yeah, he's trying to win and Which he's failing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's not good at his job. Um, <laughs> usually, when you're not good at your job, you get fired. So I'm not sure what's taken so long. If the paperwork got lost, another GM isn't super <laughs> great yeah. either. I it could be a thing where like they're uh, they're <laughs> planning to move on from Stafford, and they're just kind of waiting to pair a new quarterback, new coach. God, maybe. You know what? If he leaves there, like, I will root for wherever he goes. Send him to the Colts. <laughs> oh, man. Like, like every quarterback, we're like, send him to the Colts. Send him to the Colts. Wouldn't man, that be that scary? Seems so, like, stacked aside from quarterback. Oh, he would love Pittman. Mm-hmm. Oh. And T.Y. would be useful. Yeah, T.Y. would be, like, brought back to life. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Watching Phillip Rivers is tilting. Anyway, um. Next up, we have Jacksonville at Green Bay. We both got Green Bay. Um, my fantasy takes have changed throughout the week on this game because we've got, it looks like, no Jair Alexander. And, I mean, he is literally the reason you avoid wide receiver ones against the Packers. Uh, so if he is out, 
then that makes me feel a lot better about Shark because well, Lutton yes. hit him deep as we saw. He targeted him a shitload. We've got no LaVisca, so probably more targets. Green Bay doesn't get a pass rush. So like it all sets up for another good Shark game. So I'm really into Shark this week. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. He was one of my guys too. When I, when I was looking at our little doc that we put up, we put all of our notes and we both had Shark there. I'm like, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> little doubt. DJ Shark. But also, so anyway, anyone else on uh, Jacksonville you like? Um, so this is one of those games where like you're you might like pick up the Packers defense because it's Jacksonville and they're starting not Gardner Minshew. They've got a backup in and it's like, oh, this will be a blowout, so I'm gonna pick up their defense. I'm gonna like just warn against that. Cause this is like quintessential Green Bay, give up a lot of points game. Yeah. With with Jair Alexander out, Jacksonville matches up really well against their defense. They do. James Robinson should have a day, quite frankly. Uh, DJ Chark should have a day. Like, I still think the Packers win. I don't think they lose, but, you know, the Packers could put up 40 points in the first half and then let Jacksonville put up 30. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if Jacksonville isn't competitive right away, they're going to, you know, garbage time it. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Jacksonville and garbage time. Name a better combination. (laughs) I miss the Blake Bortles garbage time. Oh, man. The trash boat. He, he got me one point in fantasy. Don't worry, dude. It's the fourth quarter. Oh, he's got 22 now. Weird. <laughs> Wasn't there a regular show where uh, Rigby like, renamed himself Trash Boat or something? <laughs> that sounds right. Yep. Yeah, he did. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I made me think of because he had the garbage time Bortles. Anyway, um, so, yeah, Green Bay side. Um, I I think it's just the like you just it's just the obvious, Jones and Adams, right? <laughs> like I don't think there's anything more we have to get into. Yeah, I mean, if you want to take a flyer on someone, go for it. But those are the three, like Rogers, Jones, and Adams. Yeah, and they get they get uh, Bakhtiari back. Tiari. Oh, that's nice. They don't the Jags don't get much of a pass rush, so you know Rogers should just be able to kind of sit comfortably all day. Yeah, the over under on this is let's see. It's gone down a lot. Is there like weather thing or something? Ooh, I don't know. Because it oh. was fifty. It's like fifty five. Now it's down to forty seven. So if it is a weather thing, watch that. Because um, that obviously would hurt Chark some. But I think he might just get enough targets that he will be fine. But because on like this looks like it would be shootout or like high scoring. But if it's if the weather is going to be like a big problem, uh, keep an eye on that because it is in Green Bay. And that weather yeah. sucks. So. And that weather sucks. But uh, speaking of sucks, we've got Philly at the Giants. We, wah, both, we wah. both have Philly here. Um, they're finally not dead. <laughs> yeah, so. I wrote down everyone that is officially back and without an injury designation, which all of them were as of like before the bye, which is Jason Peters, Miles Sanders, Lane Johnson, Dallas Goddard, Alshon Jeffrey, who will be on, I think, a limited snap count, but back. Jalen Regor, Fletcher Cox, uh, and Devontae Maddox in the secondary. All of them are back. <laughs> they all had an injury designation two weeks ago, at least. And uh, they're not bearing one coming into this game. So I'm like, they might be a little rusty because they have a brand new team coming out. But, uh, you know, they're healthy. They did have a bye week, too, which Doug Peterson's nothing special off a bye, but that's more time to gel and just, you know, get a little more consistency going on on the offense. 
and a little more time to get healthy. So mm-hmm. even though I totally concede that the Giants can win this, I am going to pick Philly. Yes, I I agree. <laughs> didn't didn't the Giants um like they they like fumbled or went on if they fumbled away, but they stumbled and uh barely lost to the Eagles in the that trash Thursday night game, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, neither team deserved that win. That was so bad. Yeah, the the Boston Scott touchdown. Was was that the game where Daniel Jones like fell on his way to the end zone? He, what um yeah, that wasn't that the Eagles? I have, I want to say I'm looking up right now. I'm pretty sure that was the because everyone the saw it, right? Yeah, everyone saw it. That was just outstanding. Yep, yeah, yeah. He stumbled. He stumbled and bumbled his way across the field, and the That's Giants the most stumbled and bumbled the game play away. I've seen by a New York team in uh, well, at least a few years. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But anyway, so on this game, um, injury wise, like you said, listed all the Philly people coming back. Um, the Giants, um, aside from Freeman being out, which I think he got put on IR, um, yeah, the only thing really is Sterling Shepard. No, sorry, it's not Sterling Shepard. Well, he's, I guess he's on the injury report, but Golden Tate is what I meant to say. Sorry, they have a bunch of receivers I mix up all the time because they all are slot guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, Golden Tate's got a new thing, but I, I don't know if he's going to play just because he seems like on the outs with the team. So He apologized, at least. Well, that's he good. He said his behavior was unacceptable. Okay, so... He may be yeah, back. That's like a moment of clarity there. There you go. But um, we've seen Sterling Shepard like get a lot of targets every time he plays. So if uh, if he is fine, which I think he did, he fully practice Friday because he had an injury designation as well. He was limited Friday, but he's on an injury report now, so he should be good to go and get his normal allotment of like six to eight targets. Right? <laughs> Didn't um so Slayton did not do well the first time they played right correct yes yeah, slay ended up being on him which i assume they'll do again mm, you know i really like it's super non-analytical but sometimes football is non-analytical it's mm-hmm. about the narrative which is why we do a little bit of both here with the mozzie and the muscle he brings the muscle i bring the mozzie um <laughs> i really like when divisional opponents play and in the first matchup a wide receiver is a dud because the second time around, they're usually not. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. I would not be afraid to start Darius Slayton this week. Hmm. He might get Slay again. I don't think it'll matter. Um, like Generally speaking, you'll see that a lot. You'll have sort of a split in the games where, like, a lot of t- you know, like Mike Evans, for instance, like one game you're like he's the wide receiver one, and he just busts against the divisional. <laughs> and they play again, and he pops off. Um, so yeah, I'm not like super endorsing it because it, I would be cautious about it, but I can totally see Darius Slayton having the game I was expecting the first time around. This yeah, because I I feel like there was there definitely was a missed long shot to him, which is you know par for the course. With- with the Giants, but right, yeah, a missed long shot. That is their organization. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last time out, Starley Shepard was a leading receiver with six for fifty nine and touchdown, eight targets. Um, Ingram did get nine targets, but I don't want to play out Ingram. Uh, Goldman had a good game. Um, even th- that was the, this was the game Devonta Freeman got hurt. Um, he ended up with thirty four rushing yards, uh, touchdown, five receptions <laughs> for twenty yards. So like not like a great game, but like a, a passable game. And where he's kind of the main guy this week, I think he will get a little more work. So I'd be interested yeah. in him again, especially if you're in a pinch. 
say also against um, uh, for the Ingram thing, like Philly's not great against the tight end, but Caden Smith is also back. And mm. I liked Caden Smith when he was coming out of college. Yeah, the Giants like to use him as well to like spell yeah. Ingram when he's fucking up. I'm assuming he's a decent blocker. Uh, um, I mean, probably. <clears throat> which would mean he'll steal some snaps too from Ingram. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ingram had his best game of the year last week against Washington, which again goes to shows to show you about the Washington tight end defense. Um mm-hmm. so but please be okay, Hawkinson. Yeah. Please so okay. so if we talked about the Giants for a while, so the Philly side. Um Sanders is back. I think he'll have a pretty good game. Um the Giants interior run D is good, but that's not really where Sanders makes his hay. Um Correct. So, like, receiving-wise, and, like, he does... He's someone who does bounce it out a lot, but he does it well. So, I think he'll be just fine. And then, uh, pass catcher-wise, I that's where it gets a little murky, just because now that people are back, it's like... I mean... Oof. I, I've been to Ragor, as far as okay. receivers go. Um, I think he's their best receiver, and he's healthy now. Um, he got six targets against Dallas before the bye. Uh, I think they'll build on that. And then, then I think Goddard's definitely in play, too. Yeah, I mean, I like Goddard, I think, the most. I think if uh, Alshon Jeffrey's available in your league, you should add him, but not start him this week. I think he's on a pretty limited count this week as they get him sort of worked back in. Um, do, do, do. So yeah. then I guess it's basically Ragor versus Ward or Fulgham. Yeah, because I'm so my thought is like, I'm curious who Bradbury's going to be on because I think he was on Fulgham last time. And I, th- I think he will be again. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, that, that's the tough Fulgham. part. Like, I don't know if we'll go on Ragor or not, because like, because like, I think Ragor's too fast for him. Like for Bradbury is my concern. He's pretty dang fast. Yeah, because <laughs> like his his like I think he was like slightly hurt when he ran his forty time. Like, so I think it's got that young rock speed. But yeah, Ragor is fast deep deep guy. So like he, I think I think you gotta leave Bradbury on Fulgham because the speed. You know, the speed difference isn't like there, and Bradbury's big enough to guard Fulgham as well. So, and I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it worked for the most part. Yeah, it worked okay. He got still got five or 73, Fulgham did. But Fulgham's been just. Yeah, dude, he's been like, a, he's been a revelation. It's so random. Old Dominion. <laughs> there we go. Who'd have thought, man? Anyway, um, moving on to Tampa at Carolina. We both have Tampa here. Makes sense. Yes. Um, so we we know there's no Christian McCaffrey, so Mike Davis is back in play. Um, except even though there's you know the Tampa Rundy is good, um, he gets a lot of receiving work, so he's kind of safe regardless. I think. Yeah, say so if you're not in a, any kind of PPR format, then maybe don't. But yeah, any... he's still a good play, but he's not as strong if it's not full PPR. Right, his volume is just insane. Yeah, whoever played in that position, <laughs> CMC, Mike Davis, you know. Like. Yeah, and then for what it's worth, uh, Reggie Bonifon, the other guy who was kind of getting some touches, is on IR now. So the the uh, depth behind him is less steady as well. So hopefully. isn't uh, Trenton Cannon behind him? Yeah, <laughs> Trenton Cannon's the back. Cannon. Cannon. So Trenton Cannon. Oh man, he's a big dude. I, I mean, really his last name is Cannon. I would hope well. so. Yeah. He's like almost six feet tall, but could run like a four-four. Imagine he just didn't like he couldn't pass block and do other running back things very well. But yeah, imagine if your name was Cannon, but you like you weren't big. Oh, <laughs> like God. He, he he is like someone shot out of a cannon. But uh, anyway, no, so 
<laughs> I, I, for some reason, like whenever I think of cannons, I think of Bullet Bill. <laughs> He's gonna be shooting all over the field, baby. Yeah, and I need a running back named Bill so I can call him Bullet Bill. Mm, are there any? I don't think so. Has there ever been a running back named Bill? <laughs> Le'Veon Bill? <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, Bullet Bill. I guess I don't know, but he doesn't really play like that. He's like the opposite of that. Yeah. So, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's well, like shooting a bullet into molasses. <laughs> he's very patient. It'll eventually hit top speed, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's just like, kind of you got to curve second. the bullet, you know. It's like the time sandwich episode. It's the <laughs> it's the whole bubble of molasses. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so okay, fantasy wise, we've got. Um, a lot of talent in this game on both sides. Um, the over/under is at fifty and a half. Uh, Tampa favored by six. I think after last week's showing, uh, some betting has gone against Tampa, which is kind of fair. Um, I, I I fully expect Tampa's offense to bounce back because um, Carolina cannot remotely generate the pressure that uh, the Saints did. So oh, not even close. But, yeah. Uh, so in in that, I think Brady does well, and I'm actually into Evans this week. Um, <laughs> I know it's been rough <laughs> sledding. The same thing, yeah. Um, so he tore the Marlin in the year. Um, so and then Corn Elder, who plays in the slot, which also a great name. Um, that makes me think of the Adventure Time episode of Car Wars. Where, oh like, yeah, he has the corn deck. <laughs> anyway, the Corn Elder. So Corn sucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, Corn Elder is pretty solid actually. Um, and they have no one who can match up with Evans. Like, Rasul Douglas is the only guy close size-wise, but he's not, like, athletically gifted enough to keep up with Evans either speed-wise or in the air. Like, Evans isn't super fast, but he can get by um, Rasul Douglas. And, like, their other corners are... They give up, like, half a foot to Mike Evans. So... Yeah. I think he'll get involved. And I see you mentioned that Arians uh, called out Brady for not targeting him. He did, yeah. Oh man. He he basically said after the game, Evans was open all game. <laughs> That's funny. So Um I think they had a pretty rough practice this week. Yeah, they That's got their asses was, beat up yeah. sure in practice. I think Brady probably chewed everyone out. Aaron's probably chewing out Brady. Like yeah. there was just It was probably like a chain of... effect, like Aaron's chews out Brady, Brady chews out everyone else, <laughs> like by proxy. Right, yeah, that circle of <laughs> of yelling circle more or of less. Ass chewing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Evans week does make sense. Ultimately I'm expecting that Tampa Bay kind of is like, all right, let's, you know, get our shit together. Mm-hmm. Strap on those boots. I think they get out. They go out there. They have a really solid win. Um, Carolina. I'm not expecting them to be pumpkins, though. Like I think they're gonna. No, do yeah. What Carolina. They do, Carolina is, is not a pumpkin team. They're so fun to watch, man. I know. They're in, they're in it in every game. They don't win it, but they're in it. <laughs> they're they're in it to win it, but they don't in it to win it. They're just <laughs> still. Um, so on the Carolina side, I'm actually into Curtis Samuel again this week. I think he's going to keep up his um, mm. his streak. So. One little tidbit of it is because I think he'll get a couple rushes as well. Um, that happens whenever uh, McCaffrey's out. He, like, and they'll also be doing it in general, but they like they manufacture touches for him, and especially with no uh, McCaffrey, I think they'll work him in. Yeah, the last couple, last two weeks, he's got three rushes each week. He's gotten five and nine targets. He's been really balling out the last couple weeks. So even the last three weeks, especially, he's been crazy good since he came back from an injury. Um, so. Well, 
Panthers receivers are only good for three weeks. In a row. <laughs> so, so is this the rotation? Yeah. Are we back to Robbie now? No. Right. Are we back to Robbie? Or maybe it's DJ Moore time, right? <laughs> it is sometimes hard to tell because um, I think Jamel Dean will be on DJ Moore for the most part. Because like it's it's a lot of it's slot matchup because Curtis Samuel is the main slot guy and he gets uh-huh. Sean Murphy Bunting who is by far the easier matchup of the three corners because yeah. Carlton Davis is also really good so he is very good and he'll probably be on Robbie yeah I don't know if how they do uh, actually I don't know maybe oh, they just be on sides yeah, uh, maybe Dean will be on Robbie because like Dean's <clears> faster so I don't know yeah they may just play sides but like I well, Curtis Samuel gets the most slot time away from those guys so that's kind of the I mean, the other guys do get some slot time, so it's not like they won't get any good looks, but Curtis Stanley gets the most opportunities for good looks, and then, yeah, he gets the extra manufactured touches because of uh, no CMC. Also, it's worth noting that the guard for the Buccaneers is still out, uh, Ali Marpet. Gotcha. Um, who's, uh, who's pretty good. He's a pretty good guard. Um, mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that's that, you know, I still think they're fine, but... Yeah, so looking back to their first matchup, this was week two, though, so it's been a while. DJ Moore and Robbie both got over 100 yards in the first matchup. Um, but, like I said, it's that was week two, and a lot has changed. So, Lots changed. Yeah, and I know you always say, like, you when, when there's a lot of time between the matchups, you expect it to go differently. So Yeah, I guess I'm kind of leaning more Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore. I don't know if I love Robbie this week. Yeah, I I agree. Just as, it seems like they will find a way to avoid getting beat deep by him. But I mean, he like he's so involved that he'll probably do fine in PPR formats. But as for like the long touchdown, dude, he's so overdue for a touchdown. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna. Ch- who do they play? Like, yeah, I haven't updated. Team? I haven't updated my air yards yet this week. But he he was he was the most overdue, and I assume he still is the most overdue. Well, he plays the Buccaneers this week, and then he gets the Lions and the Vikings in the subsequent weeks. Okay, so, so the, after after this week, Robbie has plenty of time to uh, <laughs> positively regress in the touchdown column. The first wide receiver to get 12 touchdowns in two weeks against the, <laughs> the NFC North. <laughs> that would be the division to happen. <laughs> oh, man. But um, And then <clears throat> anyone else in this game, like Tampa run game, like anyone you prefer – Man, so I've been watching Tampa, and I, I mean, I could be wrong, but Fournette's getting a lot of looks. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's at least pretty well integrated yeah. now. Literally, anytime Rojo fucks up, they take him out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Arians is so petty. I love it. Like, is <laughs> like, they did a play? I might have already mentioned this. Where like it was a quick like screen out to the outside on the left side, and uh, uh, what's his face? Ronald Jones drops the pass. And he was out the next play, Fournette was in, and they ran the same play, and Fournette <laughs> caught it, and Fournette proceeded to play for the rest of the drive in, like, that quarter. I think the whole half. I was like, dude, Arians, you're such a butt. Yeah. <laughs> Ronald Jones right now is definitely the better runner. Like, I, I don't think that's, like, a hot take at all. I think it's kind of an obvious thing as far as the better runner. But Fournette, they trust a lot more to do, to not fuck stuff up. Yeah, they trust him more to not fuck stuff up. And I think they use him more a little bit in the passing game. But I would agree that Ronald Jones is the better pure runner. I yeah. think if uh, Fournette was better, he'd still be in Jacksonville. Yeah. And maybe like, he wouldn't be. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, and, and in this matchup, too, like, where it is the uh, the Panthers, like, that does let itself some to Rojo as far as, yeah. like, the good run matchup. So Good run matchup. Yeah, I'm looking through it. They 
Because Tampa's run blocking has been okay, but like the Carolina, Carolina's run is really bad still. So yeah, my uh, my game script for this is the running backs and Evans on Tampa's side is sort of. I think they want to return a little bit to the ground game because they yeah. were throwing way too much and kind of get back to what they were doing when they were like stomping people. Mm-hmm. So Arian said he wants to get Antonio the Brown the ball less. <clears throat> Not making that up. He's the curse, man. <laughs> oh, I mentioned it on the review. Um, the um, the woman who had accused him of sexual assault um, finally got to sign the affidavit just because like the process takes so long. So I'm like, oh man. Like, something could come back up very soon on this, so... Oh, goodness. I thought you might say that she, like, they they made a settlement. Oh. No, yeah. Wow. There's still more in this saga, so... More to come. Yep. Um, but moving on, we've got our uh, 4 p.m. games. All six of them? I love it. We've got Denver at the Raiders. And so Denver is getting Bouye back and possibly probably uh bryce callahan back i would say probably yeah so that like i was i was gonna say rugs time but now i'm a lot less sure because mm. like against those backups it made so much sense for it to finally be the week that like rugs pops off that's some rugs week yeah but now mm. i'm not feeling as good about it i still think he can beat all of them um but it is a lot less favorable i'll give you that uh-huh yeah, like it might it might just be Darren Waller week again. Like Darren Waller, I think. Is yep. I, regardless of the receivers, I feel very good about Darren Waller. Right? Like, is that? Yes, hundred percent. He is my my Raider that I want on the pass catching side. Yeah, I hadn't written him down, but like part of it was just because like it felt <clears throat> obvious enough to just like say that I didn't need to write yeah. it down. If you were wondering, yeah, yeah I mean Denver is not great against tight ends, um, just in general. Let me see. I don't even know who half their players are right now. Do a little depth chart. <laughs> scamper yeah, so, here. Yeah, so looking at, looking at it again, Bryce Callahan has been super yeah. awesome. It's getting him back is huge. Um, yeah, he's been really good this yeah. year. AJ Bouye has been hit and miss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Their their safety play has been solid. It's just their corner, but their corner play has been rough because I'm mean, like, Oja Moutier, dude. I have, I have such a hard. When I can say it, but when I read it, I I become unable to say it. Interesting. It's weird. It's one of those. It's like reverse. I ha- I can't like think about it syllabically so is that a word syllabically i don't like yeah. that doesn't sound like a word either i'm like losing my mind over here looking at this guy's fucking name nah. um, you know sometimes you look at a word and you're like that's not how it's spelled yeah but it like, is if you look at a weird. word enough <laughs> it seems wrong yep but like columbus when you write out the word columbus you're like wait what this isn't how it's spelled i guess columbus colombia <laughs> um, so anyway Waller's in a great spot. Um, depending on corners, because like if if Callahan's back, I don't want who I don't want like whoever is against him. Which where does he line up anyway? Mostly, I'm trying to like find that data right now. Uh, right side, probably. I think it's, right it's side. tough to like find sometimes. Because like if they haven't played recently, like the matchup stuff is to show them, and it's like where do they line up anyway? But um, okay, I know he was on the right side against the the Patriots. Okay, so I remember his picks there. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm looking at the depth charts and stuff, trying to figure <clears> out like where it lines up. Um, I assume so. Broncos depth chart. Let's let's dig into this. So anyway, while I'm doing that, um, who who else are into this game? Obviously, Waller is there. Um, any uh, who are you into on the Broncos side? If anyone, like, the Raiders D hasn't been great. Like I think the Broncos probably keep up. Who do you think they use to keep up? Well, you can run on the Raiders. Yes. Um, I'm assuming Melvin Gordon's back. I think so. Was he, was he out? 
Well, he got uh, his DUI thing. Yeah, he, he's played the last few weeks, yeah. So, he's yeah, there. I mean, I'm expecting Gordon probably as a fine day. Um, let's see. Yeah, like, the thing is, Lindsay has been, like, he has been significantly outplaying Melvin Gordon. For sure. Philip Lindsay's really good. Yeah, like, like I need to check on it because he, he's had, the t- he's had like, he was really hurt for a while, and then he had, like, a totally pop back up. I think he's fine now. Like, where? Because like, the Raiders, like their their weakness is the actual run defense, not like the pass catching, and that makes me like almost lean Lindsey just because he's getting more of just the run. Or like in compare, like he he gets enough rushing attempts to matter, but they don't use him a whole lot in the pass game because like he like dropped a pass last week too. That was part of why they didn't keep him in. But like he's getting enough rushing attempts to be relevant. He's doing a lot with them. So. He probably Gordon will probably get the goal line work though, right? Yeah, I'd assume so. Like, I think Lindsay's like is usable, like streamable, depending on like how much of pinch you're in. But I, I don't feel like it's it's a thing where like it's a good matchup, but they split it enough that it's not like great either way. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty good split there. Um, you can probably start both of them. Yeah, I think they're both like reasonable usable. expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the pass catching uh, group goes. I think you can just call it Judy and Fant and then leave it leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I don't um you know, Tim Patrick is just sort of, you know, a total boomer bust flyer. And because was he was he in last I thought he was hurt last week, can't remember if he He played he had a really big catch last week, I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Um he did get nine targets, wow, yeah. But he yeah, he's hard to trust. Like he's fine, but Judy's better, like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean Judy's so damn good yeah and he does get um a lot more slot time um let's see yeah he gets like half, like he and Hamler both get like a lot of snaps out of the slot but um, i mean judy's obviously the main guy who's better and lamarcus joiner is kind of the weak spot of the secondary and then we all i mean i've said all year about how the raiders are against tight ends so as in not great <laughs> yeah they, they really struggle against like athletic guys and Noah fan uh i think he logged a full practice yeah thursday and friday i think so yeah mm-hmm. he's good to go i love him this week and uh albert O is out for the year now too so wow is he out for the whole year yeah i think it was either like achilles or um acl one of the two baddies oh man that stinks yeah because he, he was like really fun to watch um yeah acl for him so yeah so, more, so young yeah <laughs> but more, more work for fan there so i think that's you know helpful um, like target wise for him. Agreed. Yeah, give me the uh, the tight ends in this game. Yeah, the Raiders receivers are just so hard to predict. Man, it's like it makes it tough. They got a nice carousel of really good receivers, and picking the right one is not easy. Yeah, it's like impossible. So because <laughs> we got Rugs, Edward, Adagalor, who's been playing like the best he's Pretty played well. in a while. Yeah. Um, they've got what's it hunter renfro yeah so they've got like enough guys that they rotate around that makes it tough they've even got edward just kind of chilling there mm-hmm. same with tyrell williams on ir oh yeah IR, man i forgot about him <laughs> right like dude they got a i think they got enough receivers yeah but this should we'll be a decent game <laughs> do it go give one to philly or, <laughs> or green the Bay. Packers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. again no. so um next up we've got the chargers at miami uh i'm still torn on this one I was I was leading Chargers, but I'm really really torn. I probably won't pick this till like the afternoon. <laughs> Man, this is one of those games where like you know that the Chargers can win this, 
And honestly, every single game I've watched Herbert play, they've looked like they could win the game. Mm -hmm. There's not been a moment where I'm like, he can't lead them to a comeback here. And he basically has, but like he's just gotten fucked out of it like three times. No. I mean, man, he is playing so well. He is not just like one of the best rookie, having one of the best rookie seasons. He's like having one of the best seasons. Yeah, he's playing like a, I mean, I don't have top 10. I have to look through it, but like in my brain, I go top 10 probably. Like he's been playing so well. He's averaging 300 yards a game. Mm -hmm. And it's not like just like, oh, like bullshit garbage time yard. It's just like he is earning it in like competitive game time. No, absolutely. And like the thing about Herbert that I feel like is worth mentioning is, um, you know, so many people, including us, weren't high on him because the tape we saw out of college looked nothing like what we're seeing now. Yeah, that's he the wasn't, thing. Yeah, well, he wasn't like in the pocket making these amazing on pressure throws. He wasn't making good reads all the time. He had off throws, errant throws. Um, yeah, like the, the, the pieces were there. Like, and like for, for I think for both of us it was about fit like I liked right. a lot of what I saw but like it, at various times like he never like there weren't many months where like it all came together like it is now and so like right. when he went to the Chargers we just thought they'd ruin him <laughs> like we thought okay these parts that all look great are not going to come together with the Chargers but right they have. they're the Chargers <laughs> yeah but yeah um, I, I want to give a lot of like credit to Pep Hamilton who's their quarterbacks coach for like really helping out there like oh, obviously man, Herbert's he's gonna get it head coaching job <laughs> yeah like obviously herbert's earned a lot and done a lot of work himself but like having a good quarterback coach to help you like put it together is huge so yeah no he's been outstanding um i st- i am picking miami i'm on miami right now just because i think the chargers are this is gonna be their week without a running back really mm-hmm. because they don't have justin jackson and i think eckler is one week away from coming back i don't like i don't think eckler's back this week no yeah because yeah, it's gonna be a matter of like do they is it more balage again do they finally decide to trust <laughs> kelly like, against miami <laughs> yeah that, that oh my gosh that's so fucking funny because like in the tremaine pope i know he was out last week i don't know or troy main pope i think is his name <laughs> but it, i don't oh, know if that matters really but yeah and then they're and also missing bosa that's how you you need the running back to beat the Dolphins, because that's kind of their weakest spot is in the run game. Yeah. Uh, what's their... Okay, so Beluga and Trey Turner are both expected to be back, I think. Um, okay. I don't know. I can't remember if one of them was back last week, but they both practiced in full yesterday, and they're all listed as questionable. So I, if they're back, that helps a lot, too, because they've, they've been missing them, like, all week, or all year, I mean, almost. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Joshua Kelly... Man, if you're in a real bad situation, I think you should start him. Um, but he's not on Lynn's, you know, good list right now. Oh yeah, now. he's he's, he's on, on his shit list, list right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I he does have the opportunity here. I think it's it'll be a thing where he'll get an early carry, and if he looks like he's there to play, he'll keep getting more. And if he doesn't, they're gonna put in Pope. Because what wasn't Anthony Lynn a running back? I pretty I thought he was, and like that's probably why it's like uh yeah, he wasn't running back. So Yeah, he said he was playing timid. So we'll see. I mean if Kelly isn't playing timid, then he's got a great matchup. Yeah. Which as much as like I will kinda crap on Anthony Lynn, some of his coaching decisions, I do think he probably understands the mentality of playing running back since he did it himself. So I'll give I'll give it I'll defer to him on that sense. But 
Um, yeah. Yeah, so they're also missing Bosa, but as far as fantasy wise goes, I I mean it's Keenan Allen again. Like I think like go back to the well, he's been balling. I think he's gonna keep balling because he gets to avoid the outside corners a lot. Um he does move around, but I mean he I mean with Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, that's not someone you want to target a ton. So he'll avoid them a fair amount. Yeah, so I think that that kind of lends into my why I'm picking the Dolphins is they don't if the run game isn't there they're gonna force uh herbert to throw like a lot and miami's not a team i want to throw a lot on mm-hmm. now um, they, they are miami is missing um so van noy and um let's see what's his name uh christian wilkins are on the covid list they got put on thursday so they're not going to be back in time Wow. So that like that like because I was gonna switch to Miami, then I saw that and it pushed me back to the middle. So I'm like, fuck. Right. Like I'm so torn because looking on the other side, I'm like, okay. Um, no Joey Bosa. Yeah. But yeah, then for the Dolphins, like okay, they lost Preston Williams, so like he has Parker and Gasicki and then Grant, and I mean as much as you like Jakeem Grant, like you and I, like I yeah, I don't want him as like you know my second receiver, my third option really. Like still no Miles Gaskin. They're kind of fucked at running back. Like. I don't know if Breed is going to be back or not yet still. So, like, there's enough yeah. uncertainty both sides that I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, it I feels, know. It's, it, like, it feels so close. That's, I have a hard time picking it. Like, what's the spread right now? It is one and a half. Yeah, I might even say about one and a half. So, like. Wow. Yeah, because they have no run game either with Gaskin and yeah. Breed probably <laughs> they just, they, just don't, they don't have a run game anyway. So, like, it's kind of That's tough. That's, like, their weakness, the Dolphins, that I think is a really big weakness. Their line is not great like right now and their uh their running backs situation is pretty rough mm-hmm. yeah like um yeah, do you want to guess real quick how many targets keenan allen has already um oh gosh he's getting like 12 or 15 a week since herbert's he's, pro- he's probably at like 90 now right or like 85 or something yep he's got 86 targets already wow dude on the Holy year shit. with 62 receptions yeah dude he has been fucking like the last like two or three weeks especially he's been on a tear yeah like he is just going nuts so yeah yeah with 13 that being targets said, 11 and 11 holy shit um mike williams has the size matchup i think on the at least uh depends on which corner yeah they put on he's, it he's he's a lot bigger than um was it? than byron jones but yeah i think xavian howard is six feet tall yeah, he's a lot bigger than Byron Jones, but he's also like a fair amount faster than Xavier Howard. Mm-hmm. So like, it might be tough for both of them. Like, I don't like they're both good enough that I think like it, it'll be not like a ton of big shots. But like, Mike Williams had so many almost moments last week, dude. Holy shit! Like, he could have had a nuts oh, game know. himself. So, so yeah, Xavier Howard is six one. So he is size wise the guy you'd put on Williams, but he's not as fast as him. Uh, Byron Jones is also six one. Okay, I thought he was a little shorter. Yeah. Um, well, he might. Actually, I think he he might be bigger actually. I like what I'm looking at has him listed like like one or one inch or not one inch off. But yeah, Byron Jones is like the more like I guess like I guess physical wise like he's heavier than Xavier Howard. I think Xavier Howard like plays with more range. I guess I should say. Okay. So. And then, yeah, how tall is Mike Williams? He he's is like six, six four. four. Yeah, he's, oh, okay. He's a he's massive. He is a monster of a human. He's six four. So, oh, yeah. I, was, I thought he was like six two. No, he's like, really huge. Long. He's huge. Yeah. So, so he's got the size matchup, and Her- Herbert likes him. I mean, yeah. Herbert likes all of his guys. He, he's boom bust, but like he he does have a big ceiling here. I mean, he does every week. But um, on the Dolphins side, though, um, 
Devontae Parker should get a buttload of targets. I think he's in a good spot. I think he can beat both of the outside corners for uh, the Chargers. And then, um, I mean, Gusecki should get plenty of targets here as well. Yeah. I would I would assume so. Yeah, and he's been playing well this year. And, like, Tua started going to him more last week once Preston Williams went out. So I think he'll be getting a lot of looks. Because as much as, like, I think Jakeem Grant will get looks. But, like, they're, they're going to need um, Gusecki, like, in the end zone. Yeah, absolutely. Because if they just, like, if they put one of the good corners on Parker, keep a safety back out, like, they're going to... Like the, the size mismatch that Gasecki might give them at different points, because see, like none of none of their corners are like that tall, and like they don't have anyone like big enough to defend Gasecki well either. So, yeah, I mean Casey Hayward is five eleven. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, he's like five eleven. I think like I think that one of the linebackers like Kazir White. He's like six like, uh, two, but I mean Gasecki still has like four inches on him and a lot of weight on him, and probably a lot of speed. So yeah, I think he is in like a good like physical mismatch and mismatch zone here mismatch take a bath <laughs> and yeah no joey bosa off the edge is really big because that's definitely the the dolphin struggle i think is on the like the outside of their line because mm-hmm. um, austin jackson got hurt who was their first round pick at left tackle which is a uh, no bueno um mm-hmm. but their interior line i think is a little is a little bit better which is where a lot of the pass rush will be coming from mm-hmm um yeah so the, i mean a little a little bit of a pass rush with not great safety play uh that leads me to a little bit of gasicky a little bitty gasicky a little bitty gasicky <laughs> i did want to mention because i didn't i didn't get to record earlier in the week is just what we saw at it too last week yeah was so was so encouraging in so many ways and i um i we both loved tua and thought he was going to be really good, even though he's not as big as other quarterbacks. Yeah, he, he was my favorite. That people hash up that like the height is everything. Um, I don't think he will be like as dynamic a player as say Kyler or Mahomes, but I definitely think he's like in the breeze kind of category. Like he's super accurate. Yeah, with the football, he doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes. Um, he's in a really good situation with the Dolphins, man. It's yeah. like they've. They have put him in such a good position that they're they definitely can... ahead on the rebuild. Yeah, it's insane. So my take in the off season was, you know, I'm going to go back to this because I I harped on it a lot. Was like the Dolphins are doing this rebuild too fast. Why are they signing all these defensive free agents after you just traded your left tackle and you're rebuilding? This is your first year with your rookie. Why are you bringing in the defense now? But they have constituted this rebuild in basically a year. Yeah. It's, it's gone insane. well. It's gone incredibly well. They're they're in a position now where they can they have an amazing defense that they can just let their rookie quarterback kind of game manage the right plays, not make mistakes, and win tons of football games. So I'm like super just impressed. Um, Flores I think deserves a lot of credit over there. Uh, he's been the one Patriots disciple that has really really yeah kind of he's the only one who's actually shined. worked out. And he is setting up a very Patriots-like team, mm-hmm. as in everything around the quarterback is very solid, and they've got a just a really good system in place for them to succeed in. That Tua's not going to have those games where he looks like crap because he's not going to be put in those positions. Yeah, that's that's huge. Like that's so good for like a quarterback's like growth and development that not like fuck them over on regular basis. Jets. 
right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was that last part? Oh, yeah. well, he's there. Oh, well, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'll be here all night. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I loved what I saw at Tua. That was great. Um, I yeah, I'm all, I'm, I'm on board, man. Let's see more Tua. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Tua time. On to Buffalo at Arizona, and man, this game got a crazy over-under, 56. Right now, Arizona's favored by two and a half, but um, we both disagree with that. My body's ready. I want this game. Yeah, like, for bangers, I put this game. Um, this game. I think anyone involved in that gets or is viable. I mean, the only question mark right now is whether Kenny Drake plays or not. Sounds like he's gonna, so it makes kind of mm-hmm. him and Edmonds a little meh, but... I mean, Hopkins, Kirk, um, Diggs, Brown. Dan Arnold. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, there's Max Williams too, right? Um, is he, is he back? back? I think he is. I don't know, actually. He might be. He, he doesn't got, get a lot of receiving work. Yeah, I thought he got a he, touchdown last week. Yeah, He gets a ton of snaps because he's really good at blocking. Yeah. He did catch a touchdown last week. There you go. To- Max Williams. Lock it in. It was the one reception, though, so probably not. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, that'll be the same. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, one reception um, for a touchdown. Yeah, I expect Murray to scurry and Josh Allen to um, truck. Edwards, what's <laughs> he do? It's like the opposite or whatever the scurry yeah, the is. The opposite of what a scurry is. Yeah. Uh, a harumph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so. Oh, man, I'm excited for this one. We both have Buffalo, which I guess is an upset. Um, yeah, I just think they're the better team. I mean, I think it should like, just be a pick em, quite frankly. Yeah, it's a good close game. Like, I'm just kind of taking where like my gut leans. Um, but So you, you've got Buffalo. What, what, what's kind of your take on this game in general? Um, man, Buffalo looked so damn good last week. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, you know... Kyler's playing really well, but Kyler makes mistakes too. And Russ had a ton of turnovers. I don't see that like I, changing a whole lot for Kyler. Like I don't think Kyler's going to be bad this week by any stretch of the imagination, but they're going to probably win the turnover battle in Buffalo. Yeah. Kyler and Russ are like similar and not, not just because they're both like shorter and black. Like they do have a lot of similarities to their game. Right. I think Kyler's a little better at the scurry. Yeah, yeah, he um, runs a lot more. I think Russell Wilson is a little better with the football. Yeah, his deep ball is in Matt. Like basically like if you take a slider and say like okay, more more rushing towards Murray and then a little more and like better deep ball consistency towards Russ. But like they right. they've got a lot of like similarities to like how they like to distribute the ball, I think. Yeah, they're like both maxed out at a hundred. It's just one's got a few more points in the speed, <laughs> the other's got a few more points into the deep ball, the arm straight. That Russell Wilson, I think you were halfway to saying it, but his deep ball is immaculate. Yeah, like it's unbelievably good. Uh, I think this is a super close game. To me, this is like thirty-four, thirty-one. Um, probably win by a field goal. Uh, so Buffalo, right? Yeah, for <laughs> Buffalo. Um, Bright's fucking saying Gonzalez, dude. <laughs> Oh, poor guy. Forty nine is not a gimme, but still. <laughs> no, forty nine is definitely not a gimme. It's just you know you want your kicker to come through in those situations, <laughs> and uh, he did not. Um, I will say there is one I think big player that the Arizona has that Seattle did not. If we're comparing games, and that is Buda Baker. 
Um, Jamal Adams was back, but he's definitely a box safety. Buda Baker will be in the secondary and trying to pick off Allen. Yeah, um, I agree. Like th- that match, they match up a little bit better defensively than uh, Seattle did. Agreed, but like it was a blowout last week, so a little bit better of a matchup means I think it's a closer game spread. But I'm going to keep taking Buffalo. Um, I think w- one of the more important aspects to this game will be the run game. And it's really hard to figure out what's going to happen there. Yeah, like, I don't think... will, will both the quarterbacks be the leading rushers for their teams? Like, right. <laughs> probably? Both teams are not great at run blocking. Both teams are kind of questionable at running back just because you've got Moss and Singletary. We're both good, but not, like, amazing. And then you've got possibly Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds with a not great run blocking where that's kind of how you beat the Bills as you run on them. They're not great against the run. Mm-hmm. Um, so who scurries harder, I guess, is the winner, right? Yeah, really. Like It's going to come down to like quarterback running slash quarterback mistakes. Like The one edge I give to Arizona, which is why I almost picked them, is I think their defense is a little more opportunistic than Seattle's. I mm-hmm. think that Jowen has to play pretty perfectly again. Yeah, like he did um, last week. <laughs> like he did last week, which was beyond, which was, yeah, literally perfect. Um, but, I mean, that's that was the best game he's played ever, right? Like, I mean, that's, I think yeah. ever. Yeah, I think that's his best, his best performance as a quarterback. It was just phenomenal what he did. And, you know, RIP to his grandma. That really sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people are super close with their grandmas. Some aren't, but it sounds like he was. Yeah, um, yeah I you know if if Jalen has kind of some boneheaded plays, then Arizona probably wins. But if Jalen keeps it tight and is slinging it all day to Diggs and John, yeah, Brown, Diggs is gonna like torch Pat, Pete, and Jonathan Joseph. Oh yeah, man. And uh, fact, yeah, the Hopkins versus White match on the other side is going to be a fun one to look at but um, oh yeah. yeah this this game is a banger of a game and uh we move on next to um probably the next the the next banger on the list probably like the second banger up runner up banger i don't know how to call it but seattle at the rams um we both got seattle and uh we we hadn't really been calling locks and upsets of the weeks yet for a while but this is my upset of the week and cleveland was my lock um okay i was kind of surprised to see seattle as an underdog here i guess um because like the Rams are two and a half point favorites, it's a fifty four and a half over under. Um, it's you know, projected to be close, but I know Seattle didn't look great last week, but the Rams have had plenty of worse weeks. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think this is one of those on paper, off paper kind of things. <laughs> we talk about that a lot. Uh, on paper, this is to me a Rams favored sort of situation. Uh, McVay historically speaking, has beaten Pete Carroll. Um, the, they've played, I think, six times uh, in McVay's 4-2 and two against him. Even when the Rams weren't good last year, like they still won. Mm-hmm. Uh, McVay is a pretty good coach. I don't think Pete Carroll is actually that great of a coach. I think he kind of tells his defense to do their thing. He's kind of, he kind of locked into the Russell Wilson thing, too. I mean, at least he oh, did have yeah. the cojones to be like, we're going to start you over this guy we got the contract to, which is hilarious right. to think about Matt Flynn. But, um... Right, which we'll give him credit for, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. um, he went with Russell Wilson over the guy they just paid a ton of money to. But yeah. his coaching is not actually great. McVay generally outcoaches Carroll. The only thing that I think is really important is that uh, the Seahawks aren't really relying on coaching. Not really. It's <laughs> relying on Russ cooking. Russ. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
It's mostly Russ. Uh, Russ is out there cooking, and this is one of those games that I think it's like, you know, like a 30-28 Seattle last touchdown win kind of game. Yeah, part of why I'm into Seattle is because the you beat Seattle by throwing, but, like, that's not what the Rams have done well this year. Like, like their their strength is not the way they beat to beat Seattle. Like, they want to run a bunch, and so... <laughs> I do like I do think they will be able to have passing success just because of the matchup, but that's not what how they want to win. And we've seen, I mean, we saw the fucking Dolphins just rail them the other week. Like, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. But when like you you want the strength to align with the weakness of the defense, but like that's not the case here. <laughs> so like so that being yeah. said, like I do I do love Robert Woods this week because yeah, we I was had say, I like Robert Woods as yeah, sort like, of that deep threat too. Yeah, Cup is coming in kind of banged up. Um, he's going to play, it looks like, but Robert Woods, I think, has the great matchup because their outside corners are just awful. And, like, I think if Ugo Amadi is, in fact, back, um, I think he is. I think he did play recently. Let me check. But he's he's probably their best corner in the slot. No, he didn't play last week, but I think he's expected to play this week. Yep. So mm-hmm. he'll be on Cup a lot of the time. So Robert Woods will get juicy, juicy matchups on the outside. Juicy. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see Jalen Ramsey try to cover DK. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> on a deep ball, dude. There's, n- I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I, I mean, DK isn't Ramsey pretty big? Ramsey's like six one. Yeah, I thought he was like six one six two. He's like a, he's like a fairly big corner at least. Um, but like if DK Metcalf is running at you full speed, yeah, that's the thing. You know, good good luck. Yeah, like every week, the like I literally think the last two weeks we've been like worried about his matchups. But he's been fine. Or like been couple like every time this year we've been worried about matchup, like Tredavis White didn't even shadow him. Like other times we've been like concerned. He it hasn't mattered. Like yeah. at all. Like his only down game this year at all has been Arizona. And that wasn't that when Lockett went bonkers, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. That so, was like, Lockett week outside outside of Lockett's like forty point game, DK has not been under ninety yards this year. Woof. Yeah, no, I didn't realize it until just now. He's had like and then He's had 100 yards or a touchdown every game. So I'm just going to go through his game logs here. 95 in a touch, 92 in a touch, 110 in a touch, 106, 93 and two touches, two touchdowns. Um, then he had the 23-yarder. Then he had 161 and two, and then 108 and one. Like, DK has been going fucking bonkers this whole year. So, like, yep. there's no reason to move off of him just because you think he might be covered by Jalen Ramsey. So, um, Yeah, I mean, don't sit, DK. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, and every week it's like, oh, is it DK or Lockett? And, like, people keep picking Lockett because, like, you know, matchup and stuff. But it's like, DK's just oh. really fucking good. <laughs> so, like, I think they'll Lock both twist. be fine. It's both. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll both be good this week. Um, yeah, agreed. I think it might be more of an even spread than usual. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Lockett has a good game. I, I just, I mean, I still, I just think DK can beat whoever he's up against. Yeah. So, and I like, think he'll be fine. And, for Seattle, too, the running back situation, that's where it's been murky. I don't think that Hyder, I don't think Hyder Carson play. Like, if I'm being asked right now, like, because Hyde, or Hyde got a limited practice Friday, but, like, literally earlier in the week, like, two days ago or something, like, Carroll said, uh, yeah, on Wednesday night, Carroll said that Hyde was, cl- sorry, Carson was closer than Hyde, but then I, like, Carson hasn't practiced all week, so, like, <laughs> I don't think either of them play, like, and they're a late window game too, so you may have to make a decision on it early. So I would bet against them playing if, like, I have to pick early. Um, if you can wait, I'd wait and see because if for some reason Carson is active. I think he is fine to play because like, I don't think they. If they rest him all week and he's active, I assume it's 
it was literally okay they they wanted to arrest him all week not like oh we're not sure we're not sure like so we'll see but i my gut says they don't play if he's get a dj dallas travis homer split in which case like dj dallas has been surviving off of touchdowns and if he doesn't get that you're kind of fucked so i don't really want much to do with this run game is kind of the premise of this so yeah <laughs> like I, I think this is going to be passing bonanza on both sides probably or should be passing bonanza on both sides i mean russ russ has every week the matter it's just a matter of is goff able to which i don't think goff's bad like he's not like great but he's i mean i don't think he's so bad that he can't pass on seattle like <laughs> i think that'll be fine um i do want to bring this up because I wanted to check on something really quickly, which was Seattle's offensive line, which has actually been pretty solid this year. Yeah. I think they're out their starting center. Oh, are they? Ethan Pochich. Is he their starting center? Um, he played... Okay, so he played last week, but he's on the injury report with a concussion. Um, oh. Let me see, I'm looking through it. Um, I don't know who their backup center is. Um, Kyle Fuller? What? Wait, How many Fullers are there with the first name Kyle? <laughs> so um, many. Um, I'm looking through it because if if they got these, like losing a starting center sucks, but like if you know having depth helps. Um, and like I don't know if he's gonna play. What's his name again? Uh, Pochich, P-O-C-I-C, Ethan. Control F. Because that's um, pretty. Okay, big he's he's out. Aaron Donald. He's out. Okay. That That's concern. concerning to me. He and Shaquille Griffin and Quentin Dunbar are out. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of concern for me against. Oh, now we were a all like, okay, of, Seattle, Seattle. And I'm like, oh, fucking shit. Damn it. <laughs> a lot of interior pass rush, which hurts deep balls and time. Like, hmm. I always love, I love when that happens just because, like,. <laughs> Or like so like like as we like go through the list, it's like okay, okay, yeah, 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 Seattle, and then like all of a sudden we realize something. We're like, wait, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I mean they, up. you know, these things don't really get printed out in the press, so you kind of have to do your own deep dive on it, which is why I us- we usually go along and look at each depth chart as we're doing this, so we know. Yeah, I don't know who they're gonna not. slide in for him. Yeah. Um, Mike is good though at left guard, so he can help double team whoever. Yeah. is rushing in the middle there. Yeah, because they, they've had Jamarco Jones have to play some this year, and he's been okay. Um, let's see, I'm looking through. Like, their their tackle play has been good, which has been, like, a big thing this year. Right. Yeah, like, their other linemen have all been pretty solid this year. Um, so, like, as much as losing a center hurts, like, they might be able to make it up some. And we know, like, that little, it's, it's going to be, like you said, Aaron Donald against the backup center. That could be a death knell, so. yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, it, the thing is with Seattle is it doesn't hurt their run game that much because you know what run game <laughs> they don't use a run game. Yeah, like <laughs> even when Chris Carson was doing well fantasy wise, it wasn't off the back of like a bunch of yards. It was like pass catching and touchdowns. Right. Um. So yeah, if Carson's playing and he can do quick dump offs from Russ, that's really big for me. So I guess I'm kind of still deciding on this game. <laughs> I was leaning Seattle, but I want to see if Carson yeah, plays I mean, right. M- missing a starting center is one of like the toughest things to deal with. So yeah, because you know, then you get one play, maybe even if it's just one where there's a botch snap yeah, or like just one big uh oh. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Donald's in your face. You got to snap the ball, yeah. and you haven't snapped it before, and you're like, oh shit. 
<laughs> yeah, like, fuck. Snap <laughs> it over, his <laughs> head, goes into the end zone, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Like, every time the Falcons are missing Alex Mack, they suck. Like, <laughs> that is a fact. That That is 100% how it goes, man. <laughs> they are fucking awful without him. Like, so, anyway, but um, moving on um, to San Fran at New Orleans. We will have New Orleans here. Um, San Fran's super beat up, as we know. Um, I've, I mean, I think it's Camara time here. Um, I think San Fran can hold in just enough to Camara doesn't get benched really early like it did last <laughs> week. Um, and like they're, they're so hurt, so like we, we yeah. Camara has been like so deprived of touchdowns. Like this, this just seems like the spot where he owns this game. But yeah, I mean San Fran has good corners generally. Yeah. The other week they weren't. Yeah. But Kawan Williams is still out. I'm trying to see like who's healthy and out for them still. Like, I don't know who they're still missing. Let me take a look. Um, oh, so many people. D yeah. Ford, Ezekiel Anza, Solomon Thomas, uh, Kiko Alonzo, who they traded for, is still out. Jaquaski Tarts on IR now for the rest of the year. Yeah, because they've got Verrett and Mosley, but they both looked awful last week. Last week, yeah. It was <laughs> they looked like Verrett got cooked over and over. I mean, it wasn't oh, about Dallas, but he's got Michael Thomas this week, so I don't think it's going to get much better. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, the only difference is that I think Rodgers can throw it a little further. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> but... Yeah, San Fran's just so hurt, so I don't I don't see how they win this. Like we saw how much pressure they got on Brady. Like, and that O line's better than the San Fran O line currently, and Brady's definitely better than Mullins. So like I think they yeah. I, honestly same formula, right? Like Yeah. I say it's pretty hard to pick San Fran with what they're rolling out with offensively. Yeah. Um, um as far Nick, as yeah. sorry, go ahead. Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins, no Kittle, no Coleman, no Debo. Mm-hmm. Ayuk is back, but like for me on San Fran, whoever is at tight end kind of has some streaming interest for me. And I think Jared McKinnon, I like um, just in terms of PPR. So for PPR, I like him because like I expect a lot of dump offs to him. He got like he's gotten a fair amount of work lately. So because if there's no Mostert and Coleman still, so it's just him and Hasty, I think, and I don't, uh, Jeff Wilson's still out. So it's just those two. Yeah. He's been doing enough and a lot in the passing game that he's fine. Um, I expect Michael Thomas to do well to this game, and that's means Michael Thomas. So yeah. Yeah, it's Michael Thomas. Yeah, he didn't do as much last week, but like I said, they didn't need him. So, Emmanuel Sanders revenge game. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is a thing. Maybe they'll try to work him in. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't really care. Yeah, um, but you know, he was with the Niners last year. You you want to? You know, I think when you play old teams, it's not necessarily wanting to beat them, but you want to prove that you're good. That and like also like he could have had the Super Bowl winning play too. Hmm. <laughs> If Jimmy G had hit him. So, like, yeah, that, that might be the back of his head. So, we'll see. Um, but overall, like, not much from this game I'm into. Um, I think New Orleans should handily uh, win this. But uh, next up, we've got Cincy at Pittsburgh. So, I've got Pittsburgh. Um, and this is one of our few disagreement spots. You're taking Cincy here. You're goddamn right I'm taking Cincy. All right. Hit me with it. Tell me about it. Um. <laughs> so, if if... Since he loses this week, I'm picking against Pittsburgh again next week. Because okay, so Pittsburgh's playing Cincy and Jacksonville the next two weeks. They are going to lose one of these games. I'm calling it. This is like what Pittsburgh does. They tried to last week. I wanted to pick an upset, and I just wanted to pick Cincy because you know what? Joe Burrow's not getting enough love out there, and this is my brief little rant because Herbert's having. One of the best rookie seasons mm-hmm. I've ever seen in a quarterback, and deservedly so. He's getting a ton of attention. But Joe Burrow is looking fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, 
he's done so damn well this year. They just shellacked the Titans, uh, who are, you know, their their defense isn't great. Let's let's be honest, their defense is pretty bad. But they were uh, they had two losses. They were a pretty good team in going into that game. Yeah, uh, like go ahead. Yeah, they, they were also missing like like half their line, right? Uh huh. Which yeah, like no, the, we joked that maybe it was an upgrade. <laughs> Cincinnati was starting an entirely new offensive line. Every single position on it was new, and they did not allow a single sack. Yeah, that 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 was a big indictment on Tennessee for me. Like they could not sack Burrow. Like not not thing is him. Like the line has been so bad. Like everyone's been sacking him a ton. Like that showed a lot about how bad their defense was. And like also made you think. May like we joked about the backups being an upgrade, but like fucking maybe it was, man. I don't know. Maybe like, they were. But the biggest thing and the reason I am going to pick the upset here and go with Cincy is that Ben Roethlisberger was placed on the COVID list. Um, And while he doesn't have COVID, uh, he has tested negative thus far. That means he has been in quarantine for five days, which means he has not practiced once this week. And against, you know, someone like Big Ben, maybe that doesn't make a huge difference because he's – 37 or whatever he's done this for a long time he can probably take a month off and come back and be fine but i saw what stafford did last week and stafford didn't look super good he didn't have kenny galladay but stafford had a really bad game Mm -hmm. he was uh like (laughs) not practicing for a whole week without kenny and throwing to different wide receivers he looked like trash like you you lose rapport with some of these guys and a lot of that's just the chemistry and the timing you build in practice you know you're doing all these plays imagine you're the Steelers you're one of their wide receivers and you've been trying to connect with Mason Rudolph all week right yeah (laughs) like to me that makes a big difference the only thing that is going to suck for Cincy is the pass rush of the Steelers yeah that defense is still nutty huh man (laughs) which is why like I guess on like betting platforms I'm still taking the Steelers but on here I'm proclaiming a Cincinnati upset um, just because I want to. Um, But, I mean, yeah, Burrow, we saw what happened to him against the Ravens. He got sacked eight times, and they were dreadful. Um, I, You know, if he gets sacked eight times again, like, there's no way they win. (laughs) Um, Which is totally possible, given the Steelers' pass rush. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they are kind of in a tough spot in in that sense. Like, I was looking at my uh stats here like they've been okay at not allowing pressure but he's taken a lot of sacks because sometimes there's like there's those instance and then like he is a rookie like rookies often take more sacks that's just because they're learning the game like learning the speed of the offensive game and the Steelers we know blitz pressure sack a ton so it's a real shit spot for him there um, yeah I was looking between like I think one of the Cincy receivers and do well will do well I think just because we see the Steelers you know, have some holes at times. Like, I'm kind of torn between Higgins or Boyd because, like, you think, okay, Boyd is struggle target, but you also think, okay, I think Higgins is definitely the better, like, mismatch against the secondary. Because um, he and Green are both way bigger than all their corners because, like, all their corners are, like, I don't think any of them are even six feet. Um, I don't think Joe Hayden is six He might be exactly six yeah, feet. Yeah, but that, none of them are over six feet. While T. Higgins is, like, fucking six four, he's massive, fast. Yeah. Like, he is physically, like, he could physically dominate all of these corners. And um, uh-huh. I, my thought on Boyd was, like, their um, 
he is playing he's playing super well this series the struggle target boy or burrow has a lot of chemistry with him but at the same time like uh cameron sutton in the slot's been pretty solid so like, like he's not gonna play just in the slot but he's like boyd is almost always slot and then if their best corner is slot that may make it a little different but i'm not like playing that a ton so i'm kind of torn on higgins or boyd here on a who does better I guess I, my first inclination would be Boyd. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess it's a matter of like, will it be close? Because I think if if you're thinking it's going to be closer since he wins, like Higgins makes more sense because then you're saying, okay, like the stuff they want to do works. But I think Boyd kind of comes into play of like, if since he is struggling a lot, then Boyd probably gets more work because okay, it's easier to get him the ball like quickly. <clears throat> so yeah, you're gonna see some TJ Watt sacks, I'm sure. Yeah you're going to see a lot of sacks going on. Um, but you know what? I like Joe Burrow a lot. I think he stands in the face of pressure and says, bring it. And, uh, you know, hopefully he doesn't get hurt because yeah. the Steelers like to hurt the Bengals. Mm-hmm. We their know that. Times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, keep, keep Burrow healthy. And I'm looking forward to this game. I think this will be the most competitive we'll see out of Cincy against the Steelers in a long while. Yeah. Um, yeah on the Cincy side, too, Mixon is out, so we're going to get Geo again. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what he good. gets. Yeah. He always fills in well, like, when he gets the chance. Like, he gets he gets you fancy points because he catches the ball really well. I don't know how much rushing numbers he'll accrue, but that's not really why you play him. So I think he's, you know, in that fine territory of, like we talked about earlier, like this kind of backup guys to stream um on the Steelers side though um James Conner he had a rough time last week because the game script really fucked him out of it but um <laughs> the matchup is great again here um I mean we know since he's run D isn't good yeah um, Pittsburgh's run blocking hasn't been that great um it's kind of my only reservation and that's been part of the James Conner struggle this year but um the um I mean the Bengals are getting no push up front so like I think if, if James Conner is going to have a good week, this is it. Now, if Conner doesn't do well this week, like I think you can safely, I don't know, bail, but like break ties against him if, if he doesn't play well this week. Um, just because, mm-hmm. like, if, if not now, then when kind of thing. Like, last week was, like, last week was a fucking, like you said, like it's classic Steelers. But, um, right, yeah, Conner should do well this week. And as far as the receivers goes, um I was kind of torn, but when you mentioned uh, Roethlisberger missing practice all week, I'm like, okay, if we're talking about the chemistry being an issue, because last, like we saw, you said last week, Stafford, um, before he left with a neck injury, uh, which I think he's going to be okay and play next, play this week, right? Um, Because Chase Daniel came in. So, um, yeah, like he was missing Kenny Kenny Galladay, and in my opinion, that was like as big of an issue, just because one, they're never good without him, and two, like his main, his main dude's gone. So, um, as far as chemistry goes, uh, Roethlisberger has a ton of chemistry with Juju. We see he's always a struggle target. I don't know if they'll quote unquote struggle in that same sense, but if there's any not like I mean any rust or like you know it's it's kind of tougher to get online. I think Juju will be the beneficiary in that sense. So that makes sense. I mean, if Galladay had been in, he would have been peppered with targets. Yeah, like that's like, like I, when you when you haven't perfect. practiced, you you go at the guy you love, but. So right. what are we saying? Is that what you're going at? Big bodied wide receiver who can catch anything. He's gonna be lobbing it up to Galladay all day, but yeah. he wasn't there. He wasn't there. <laughs> I'm looking for uh his game laws against the Bengals. Let's see. Ooh, Juju. Yeah. That's been up and down. I mean there's been I think there's been a lot of times where they haven't like needed him as much, but Yeah. 
So and the whole perfect thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I fucking love that. That that like that group is like almost gone from the Bengals anyway. Yeah, they got rid of all the trash. Yeah, the, the Marvin guys is the <laughs> it's a joke. But um, yeah, I, I'm I am looking forward to seeing how since he like competes. So yeah, they did come off a bye, so hopefully they have some fun things schemed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is true. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good for Higgins as we talked about getting rookies involved off buys. But um, next up we've got our Sunday night game of Baltimore at New England. Both at Baltimore. Um, last year when we saw this game, uh, Lamar just kind of donged New England entirely. Um, I'm kind of on board with that happening again. Uh, how how are you approaching this game? Yeah, I say speaking of people who are being like criminally underrated, a Joe you know Joe Burrow. Let's talk about Lamar here. Um, Lamar is as a starter. I was looking this up. He is twenty five and two as a starter in the past couple the past two years, I think. Um uh, when he's when he hasn't played Kansas City. Okay, yeah. Kansas City aside. <laughs> yeah, so he's twenty five and five with Kansas City. Twenty five and two when not playing Kansas City. It's kinda funny. Yeah, I mean like I think I some I don't know who I was listening to, but somebody did say it, I think, really well. Like Lamar isn't hurting their offense. Like that that narrative is really stupid. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> they have built the entire team around Lamar. Now, can he make every throw you want? No, but he's not really hurting the team. He like he elevates the team. He's an amazing runner. Like he's outstanding with the football in his hands. He can make throws. Um, this to me, like Baltimore should, like they should really just kind of rail the Patriots here. Yeah, I was looking at last year. They beat uh, New England thirty-seven to twenty. Lamar, um, see, 17 for 23, 163 yards passing, one touchdown. But the rushing, he ran, he ran 16 times for 61 yards and two touchdowns. Like, he ran all over him. And I think you'll see a similar line. I don't think yeah. he has over 200 yards passing. I don't think he really needs to. Um, I, I, you know, on the Rich Eisen show, uh, he this has been talked about by everybody, mm-hmm. but you know, Lamar basically said that other teams were calling out their plays and whatnot at the line of scrimmage. Um, it's, I mean, I, I don't know if I've watched a game this year where that hasn't happened. Like, isn't that what the defense does? Like they call out plays at the line of scrimmage all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, like that's pretty common. I think you can say that Greg Roman's play calling has gotten a bit stale. It has like, it's, that's obvious watching it. I think like, right. And that, that he kind of has the history of that. We were joking about that. Like in our group, me like. With the Bills and Niners, the same thing kind of happened. And like when I was watching, like, because like when I talk like with Jolly, it's like, oh, like what's what is the actual issue? I'm like, it's some of both. Like Lamar isn't hitting Hollywood. Um, they're not using Dobbins. Like they, as in like Lamar and the offense play calling, are not using Dobbins. And then like there's nothing new like this year. There's nothing like right. it's, it's it's the same. Like the play calling is not doing him any favors either. So so I want to see them. Like that's my big thing is I want to see them rolling out some really cool new play calls because they got to practice some. You know because mm-hmm. I think they are saving plays for the postseason. That's something you put in here that I was actually going to write myself. So I think it's funny we both mentioned mm-hmm. it. I think they're saving some plays for the postseason and maybe they're practicing them, but I think they you should roll some of them out too so that when it comes playoff time, you can execute them uh, mm-hmm. the right way. 
Um, then again, you know, something like the Philly special, they practiced in an enclosed gymnasium. So the Patriots couldn't spy on it. <laughs> not even, not even kidding. I know. So I love no that. Man. Oh gosh. But um... so they have no idea, which is, you know, you have that too, but you know, I think my, my uh, take is that every year Lamar will get one, one game closer in the playoffs. I think they get to the, the AFC championship this yeah. year. Just got to hope it's not the Chiefs there, huh? unfortunately yeah if it was my guess it will be chiefs ravens yeah which is what i which is i think what most people want to see yeah it's it's those two and the steelers like we we, we talked about it kind of before the season two and that's kind of held true like the class of the afc is those three Mm -hmm. so um but yeah uh patriot side um i'm not i don't want to play any (laughs) yeah i put pats in the mash category (laughs) or bangers and mash the Patriots are a mash. I don't want anyone. Yeah. I don't want Jacoby Myers, who, you know, he did pop off last week. That was great. He was the only wide receiver really on the team. But it's the Jets. Um, yep, against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't want Myers. Edelman is still out. Uh, the run matchup is bad. You don't really run on the Ravens, even with Calais Campbell hurt yeah. for the first time in uh six years yeah, or that whatever is like is. the one like spot that's like better to target but it's not like it's easy to target it's not especially if you don't have a pass game yeah which the pass do not up, so which they do not uh, yeah yes. i don't see this, them getting uh, much going um <laughs> it's yeah the only way the patriots win this game realistically is if they their defense wins them the game because mm. yeah so on that like um Gilmore's questionable. I think he'll play this week because he's been out a while. Like, he was out last game, too. Um, yeah, I think he'll play this week. Yeah. That would be my inclination, but I'm, you know. Yeah, the main thing to watch on Baltimore is Mark Ingram. He practiced fully Friday. And he's listed as questionable. So, if he's in, it makes that running back group uh, kind of very murky again. So Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I think Lamar just kind of is the, the team here. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, we've got our Monday night game of Minnesota at Chicago. Why? Yeah, Monday um, night football. What are you doing to us? Yeah, I don't know who I'm picking here. Like, so I actually think I know who I'm picking. I know what you're typing, and I know why you're typing it. So go ahead and give me the, the rundown here. It's All just, right, it's so the same I... thing we're thinking, I think. I started off picking Minnesota because Minnesota's got all the momentum, and they're playing really well. And then... Matt Nagy handed over the play calling. Um, he handed it over to Bill Lazor, who, you know, I I don't think Bill Lazor is like anything special, but I remember some of those seasons with Cincy, his first year there, like they were putting up some points each week and they did all right the next year. I think Bill Lazor is solid enough mm-hmm. that Allen Robinson and the passing game is going to take a step forward. Uh, one of the comments that I liked a lot was uh, it will provide a spark by default. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As in whoever it is, as long as it's not Matt Nagy, they're going to have an offensive spark there. Um, but there are a couple narrative things for this game. This is a primetime game Monday night for Kirk Cousins uh. <laughs> against a really, really good defense. Yeah. Chicago's defense is still good, and Kirk Cousins throws picks and fumbles all the damn time. He goes pumpkin all the time. He still wins games because of Dalvin Cook. Um, but if Kirk isn't doing that, man, and the 
Bears feel a little bit invigorated, I suppose, on offense with the new play calling. I I am taking Chicago because yeah, I'm, I'm the Vikings bad. can't have nice things. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Like, see, I'm looking at like how these teams match up, and like it's like every time I pick the Bears, I don't want to. Yeah, it's not. Like, I'm sort of forced into it, which is usually why I'm right, you know? <laughs> no, you, you hate it, but yeah, it works. Um, yeah, so I'm looking through, like, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen have been playing so well this year. Like, it's not getting talked about because the Vikings are bad and because Dalvin Cook has been the offense the last two weeks, but, like, these two receivers are playing so well. Like, it's oh, kind of yeah. going under the radar. Like, Justin Jefferson has had a blow-up game or two, and, like, as far as picking between the two, I think I'm more into Justin Jefferson this week. Um mm-hmm based on i think if they stay in it he probably has a lot to do with it and if they don't stay in it he gets the garbage time so like it's really funny uh do you remember when we blasted the eagles for not taking like ezra cleveland when Uh they could have well ezra cleveland has been coming in for guard uh for the vikings yeah they they actually released that um they released the guy who we came in for uh efflin whatever what's his name i think it was riley reef um, is that it? Well, pa- Pat Elfline, Elfline has been released because he was oh, hurt, Elfline. and that's who that's who uh, he came in for. And so now that he's back, they cut him. Um, I think pretty much it just gave him a chance to go play elsewhere since they were going to stay with the rookie. Right. Yeah, I think it was more of like a like a kind of like kind of gesture almost more than anything. Yeah. Well, ever since they put him in at guard, Dalvin Cook has been balling. Yeah. No, that was a great. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Great, great. It's almost like drafted. some of these teams should have gotten him. <sighs> yeah, man. Dude, I still can't get over how poorly some of these teams drafted. Oh, I know. I love to but, look at look at it now, especially now that you know certain players are good. Like you look at it in hindsight, and it's even worse. I still can't get over the Packers draft, man. Imagine how good they'd be with the receiver. Like other Imagine receiver. how good they'd be if like their GM had taken a single receiver, just one, one yeah. from the one of the best wide receiver classes in the history of the NFL. Mm-hmm. But, just um, one. Gosh, but um, yes, the Chicago side, A Rob obviously in play. He was going to be playing anyway, but the OC switch makes me feel a little better about it. Oh, yeah, dude. I think A Rob is a total banger this week. Yeah, like he should just dong on whoever they put, like try to put in front of him. I don't think the Vikings get good pressure. Like, I can't, I don't know anyone on their D line. Like, look at their D line. I don't know any of them. Yeah, they've got, they've got a decent matchup. Like, the, the Vikings do not really pressure um so yeah that means more time for Foles, more connections to a rob um and i was trying to think of this because i when laser was in cincy it was tyler boyd season so i'm trying to think if that means it's more anthony miller or if it'll go a lot if we'll get a lot of mooney i mean yeah i think miller's been the slot guy right pretty sure yeah so maybe more him yeah Mm. and Mm -hmm. then uh Looking at run matchups, I know obviously you play Dalvin Cook all the time, but their run matchups are really good too. Um, like you said, Minnesota has been run blocking super well lately, and Minnesota or so Chicago's run D is just like okay. So, yeah, I think it's overrated. I think if you can throw on the Bears, you can run on them too. But if you can't throw, then the run game shuts down. They're one. They're just one of those teams. Yeah, uh-huh. and I, I think that the Vikings have enough ability to like throw enough. Yeah. So, uh, but it's it's tough. Like I don't know who I'm picking here. I'm probably gonna pick it Monday night. What the fuck yeah. is that water? You, you hear that shit? Like water. I put in a maintenance request and they never like fixed it. So I don't Ugh. know. <laughs> I guess they just want my water pipes to explode and then some shit's gonna go wrong. I don't know. Whatever. 
why would you do this? When we were, t- <laughs> made me think of like texting, when we were texting about like Philip Rivers. <laughs> like th- that, my water pipe, the running water is just Philip Rivers. <laughs> that is the reference we're used to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um... Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> That is the rivers we're used to. He <laughs> was chasing waterfalls, man. The fucking the same the same play on two separate tries. The one was Burton, one was Mount Lake Cox. They were both like open on the like out on the left side, and he just like ignored them to try to get a bigger play both times, and it didn't work. I'm like, hey, fucking kidding me. So, so yeah, but I look forward to this week. Should be some good games. Um, we got a, lot a of, few. Yeah, got a few lot, good games. Yeah, a couple a couple stingers, but for the most part, like stuff I'm looking forward to. So. And yeah, it's the same Monday Night Football Camp Flex game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because they should have last week, and they probably should this week. And, ooh, I'm going to do a real quick look and see what they're doing next week. Yeah, but like I said, I'm glad. I, ho- I don't know what the, if they'll do in the future, but I'm glad they have more afternoon games this week. And I know it's because yeah, of the Masters, but you got to hope they keep doing it. Because <laughs> when you only have two games and one of them stinks, you end up going to bed. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then it just fucks up your whole week. <laughs> right. And then you wake up and it's halfway through the night game. You missed the first half. You got to set someone in. <laughs> but uh, next week's Monday night game is Rams Bucks. That should actually be good. Okay. So yeah, they we are... get okay. Next week's prime time is great. We get Cardinals Seahawks on Thursday, Chiefs Raiders at uh, Sunday night, and then Monday night is Rams Bucks. So thank you NFL for making a good schedule this time. Ooh, Cardinals Seahawks on Thursday. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we got we get good prime time next week, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited mm-hmm. for it. But um, we also get the Jets and the uh, Chargers next week. <laughs> Who will Charger? <laughs> oh God, Herbert's gonna throw for 400 yards. <laughs> only that's the first half (laughs) but uh until that happens thank you all for tuning in and we'll be back soon